What up, son? It's the tale of the tapes. The fuck life. Saying. Tale of the Tiznapes, episode 21. I just did a 22, well, you know what? I attempted to do a 22-mile hike slash run yesterday. It was kind of like a slow jog pace that I set for myself. Um, a lot of shit went wrong. I got 12 and a half miles in 2 hours and 34 minutes. I'm not too mad at it. It is what it is. The phone kept overheating and turned it off and made some wrong turns and shit like that. But I got a hell of a workout in and I'm sore as fuck right now. I've never really attempted to run more than like four or five miles at a time. So for me to just get up and do like 12 or 13 miles is kind of crazy. It was definitely rough. But here we are, sore formsy. <laughs> Today we're covering third base. third base who's obviously still from 1989 as we're in the last year of the 1980s here i believe only like two more episodes after this today marks 50 artists done Yay! so with these two guys today they make 50 covered on the podcast so it's a little bit of a milestone there and like i said two episodes left as we close out the 80s here so the members of third base are MC Search, Pete Nice, and DJ Richie Rich. We've spoke before about how, you know, the DJ doesn't really have anything to do with this. He's not being scored or anything like that. But, uh, you know, they are a group. The DJ is obviously a very important member of the group. So I don't like to leave him out. If you don't know who these people are, you may know MC Search from... The White Rapper Show, which was on something. I don't remember. I watched like two episodes of it. It was pretty stupid for the most part. I mean, that's what you get with reality TV. So I kind of expected that. But I had to check out an episode or two of it just to see what it was all about. I didn't really know who MC Search was before that. But I knew who he was from that. And then I had learned a lot more about him after that. And then obviously as I got into this and I, you know, I started this study and covered MC search I actually learned quite a bit about things that he did that I had absolutely no idea that he did and we'll, we'll get more into that in a minute but just talking about third base here their origins listed as Queens New York City New York United States genres listed as hip-hop their years active are listed as 1988 to 1992 and then again from 1998 to 2000 a little bit of background on the group Third Base was an American hip-hop group that rose to fame in the late 1980s and early 1990s and was notable for being one of the first successful interracial hip-hop groups. They dissolved in 1992 and again in 2000 after a short reunion. The group released two studio albums in their initial career and both of them were certified gold by the RIAA. So with that being said, let's go to their list. Let's hit random, and this is Third Base Words of Wisdom Remix. Oh my God, Ask not what your can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Now, back to the Chinese 
lunatic, avant-garde, not a heretic. Pick out a white rhyme, stick it in my cranium. Eat nice elementary like uranium, throwing joints, blowing like a cool breeze. Swifted in a lift on juice, I wax MCs. These hoes go frontin' on my jimmy. I smack him on the back, sit him down, say, give me some rhythm. Rip, baby, loosen up my collar. I lay out like a funeral parlor. Ready, willing, filling, killing for a billing. Top, I never stop with searching, Sam drilling his soul in a hole. MC's working, kicking it, picking. The suckers will be jerking. Me and my posse are hardcore. You want some more reason that I'm squeezing your girl? You never please her, no. So I'm pleased, and I threw in the gutter. Cut her off. But wisdom wise, so I must have. Rolls above my pose, lows conquer all. Say no but we're deaf, clone dapper like damn fun Three the hard one, never stigmatizes a rap or slap your stun from a tongue as you run from the drum Three the hard ways, words of wisdom Okay, so a little bit all over the place in the first verse, a lot of give and take. Just for the record, that first verse was Pete Nice, and then the next verse is MC Search, and then it goes back to Pete Nice again, and then the verse after that is MC Search. So they each have two verses. There's four verses in this song. It goes Pete Nice, MC Search, Pete Nice, MC Search. So Pete Nice starts off with hard as, hard as, Chinese arithmetic, event garter, not a heretic. I mean, right here in the first two bars is a bit of give and take because... He has an A-A-B-B rhyme pattern because he has heart as A, hard as A, Chinese arithmetic B, event garter, not a heretic B. So the rhyme pattern is pretty good. Although he's not able to mix up the A-A and the B-B, it's still better than just having the one rhyme or a one syllable rhyme and just one rhyme per bar and stuff like that. So... I do want to give him credit for doing a little bit something extra there. Now, the first bar is actually really dope because Chinese arithmetic, obviously, most Asians are very good with math and, you know, things like Rubik's Cubes and stuff like that that are really difficult for some people to figure out and really to even grasp the concept of. I've seen some Asian people just do it as, oh, and they tell me like, oh, this is a mathematical formula, this cube, do this. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? So, and, and I'm good with math. So for him to say that something is as hard as Chinese arithmetic definitely makes sense and it definitely makes a point. And then to fit in hard as hard as Chinese arithmetic is dope. Now, the second bar, I'm not going to say is bad, but... It certainly does not match up with the first bar. It's not anything that really completes that first bar the way you're like, holy fuck, he came in going hard. So while there's more good than bad in the first two bars, there is a little bit of give and take where you can kind of see like the back and forth, how I said, you know, the verse is a bit all over the place. Then he goes into figure out a right rhyme, stick it in my cranium, Pete Nice, elemental like uranium. So these are a pretty good pair of bars here because although bar one didn't really have anything to do with bar two, didn't really have anything to do with bar three or bar four, like I said, that doesn't always have to be the case. I'm just pointing out, you know, some of the things that you can point to. So they are a bit random, not in the sense that they don't make sense or they don't go together at all, but they don't really lead into each other. They don't really have anything to do with each other, but... Two pretty good lines there, and he had the opening bar that was really good, and nothing really wrong with the second bar. So, again, more good than bad here. He got cranium, uranium, which is a three-syllable rhyme. 
And it makes sense. I mean, elemental basically just means um, primary or basic. So he's kind of just referring to the the periodic table and saying that he himself is elemental the same way that uranium is. So I, I get what he's going at there with that line. And again, it's not amazing or mind-blowing or anything like that, but it is a good line. There is more good than bad. There is three syllables on the rhyme and... Out of the first four bars is definitely more good than bad. Throwing joints, blowing like a cool breeze, swimming in, I lift on juice, I wax MCs. So you got the same rhyme pattern as he had in the first two bars there with the throwing A, joint, blowing A, like a cool breeze B, swimming in, I lift juice, I wax MCs B. Now, again, this is similar to the first one also because... If you look at that first bar, throwing joints, blowing like a cool breeze, I'm only to assume when he says blowing that he's talking about blowing down an L or something like that. This is one of those scenarios where I don't know this person personally, and I don't know what they do or don't do, but if he's not talking about that, then I don't really know what he means to say that he's blowing like a cool breeze. If he is talking about blowing down a blunt or something like that, then the line does make sense. It's not amazing, but it, it makes sense. And if he's also somebody that doesn't smoke or doesn't blaze, and that is what he's referring to and he's saying it anyway, it's kind of ridiculous. So, like I said, I can't speak on him personally, what he did or didn't do, but I have to assume that that's what he's talking about. And then the next line kind of doesn't really make much sense either, and it's also kind of random to where, again... The bars don't really have anything to do with each other. And then even in that last bar, he's kind of just saying a couple of random things that they really don't even have much to do with each other. And he struggles a little bit with his flow a couple of times throughout this verse. And he actually did that relatively often throughout his career. He had a bit of trouble with that. So I do want to point out that we're hearing that because you're probably going to hear it again in this verse and probably in his other verse. And if you go listen to a lot of his other songs and stuff, you, you do hear him struggle with the flow, whether... He fails to have the correct amount of syllables in there or he says words that don't fit in the right spot and off pace with the beat and stuff like that. So he did struggle with that a bit. Then he says, these hoes go fronting on my Jimmy. I smack them on the back, sit them down, say, run on bar. Give me some rhythm, rhythm, baby, loosen up my collar. I'll lay you out like a funeral parlor. So in this one, he has... These hoes A, go A, frontin' on my Jimmy B. I smack C, um, on the back C, sit him down and say gimme B. So he has an A, A, B, C, C, B rhyme pattern there, which is really dope. I will give him credit for that. He also has six rhymes in the two bars. Four of them are one syllable, but two of them are two syllables. But we do have a run-on bar here. And then if you look at, while those two bars have to do with each other, these hoes go fronting on my Jimmy. I smack them on the back, sit them down, and say gimme. Those bars lead into each other well. They do have something to do with each other. Those are really the first two bars in succession that have really had anything to do with each other. But then the next two bars, gimme some rhythm, baby, loosen up my collar. I'll lay you out like a funeral parlor. They're not totally random. I, I can see how he's trying to tie this in here, but given that the six bars before that were totally random and now 
He's looking like he's getting back on a random course here. We'll see where he goes from here. But it doesn't really look like this verse is about much of anything. He's just going from like one thing to the other. And he is using some run-on bars. But he has had some cool rhyme patterns. And he has had some decent lines. So I still think a little bit more good than bad. But he's also struggling with the flow in certain spots and things like that. So again, there really is like a lot of give and take. It's, it's really all over the place with this verse. Ready, willing, fillin', killin' for a billin', top, I never stop, with search, I'm Sam drillin' it. Again, more give and take. So you have willin', fillin', killin', billin', which is A, 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 then top, which is B, I never stop, B, with search and Sam drillin', A. So you have an a a a a b b a rhyme pattern and i'm 99 sure that we haven't seen anyone do that on this podcast yet so props to him for doing that but again give and take because break the bars down ready willing filling what are you filling you're you're ready and willing okay cool filling what are you filling killing for a billing which Again, it's it makes somewhat a sense, but you can see that he's just throwing words in here. Now, it's dope. They're all two syllables. His rhyme pattern is dope, stuff like that. But again, he's kind of just throwing in random words that rhyme here. And then he goes on to say, top, I never stop with search and Sam drilling. And that's a run-on bar that goes into it. So the top and I never stop thing is kind of random. And then he has a run-on bar that ends the two bars off. So again, it's more give and take. I still think that overall there's more good than bad in this verse, but don't forget about the run-on bars. Don't forget about the trouble with the flow and things like that. So I don't think that he's done enough to raise this verse, but I think we've seen more good things, mainly with just the rhyme patterns. The, the lines themselves normally so far haven't been great. He did have one or two pretty good ones, but... In, I think, both of those scenarios, they were followed by ones that definitely didn't match up to the level of the ones before it. And like I said, the run-on bars and the flow and stuff like that. So, a lot of give and take here still. The run-on bar there, when he says, drilling it, soul in the hole, MC's working, kicking it, vicking, the suckers who be jerking. So, you have soul A in the hole A, MC's working B, Kick in C, it, Vic in C, the suckers who be jerking B. So again, we have an A, A, B, C, C, B rhyme pattern. We have six rhymes and we actually have two syllables on four of the rhymes this time and only two of them have one syllable. So Pete Nice is definitely doing a very good and above average job here with having a decent amount of rhymes per bar. And he's doing a very, very good job with using a lot of different rhyme patterns here. So I want to give him credit there. But again, this is pretty random. A lot of these words are just thrown in here because they rhyme. So he's just throwing in words that rhyme. Kicking it, vicking, um, you know, soul in the hole. It's, again, they're not totally random. It's not that these lines suck. But... If you were to take out the technicality of the AABCCB rhyme pattern and things like that, and you were to just say these things and break them down for what they say, the lines really are not that great. He's sacrificing 
the quality of the lines to sneak in extra rhymes and sneak in cool rhyme patterns. So it's give and take here. Me and the posse are hardcore. You want some more? Reason that I'm squeezing your girl, you never please her. So now we have a scenario where in bar A there, you have me and my posse are hardcore A. You want some more A. That's a run on bar there. Reason B that I'm squeezing B. Your girl, you never please her B. So you have an A-A-B-B-B rhyme pattern, but bar two doesn't rhyme with bar A, and it's a run-on bar leading into bar B. So again, five rhymes there in the two bars, which is good. Two syllables on three of those rhymes, but another run-on bar. So I pleased, then I threw her in the gutter, cut her off my wisdom wiser so I muster, which is a run-on bar into... Rows of all opposed, laws conquer all. Those who pose as dope, I say nope, I wear deaf clothes. Again, a bunch of give and take here because you have so I pleased and I threw it in the gutter, then cut her off, my wisdom wiser so I muster, which is three two-syllable rhymes in the two bars there, which is good, but then you have another run-on bar, which is probably the fourth or fifth run-on bar in just this verse. Then he says rows of all opposed, which is rows A, opposed A, lows A, conquer all. So now all should be B, and he should rhyme with all, but he doesn't. He goes back and says those A who pose A as dope A, I say nope A, I wear deaf clothes, which goes back to pose. So nothing ever really wound up rhyming with all. Which I won't give him shit for because he has rose, opposed, those, pose, dope, nope, close. So he's got seven rhymes there in two bars. And he does have a little bit of a cool play on words because he said opposed and those who pose. So you got pose in there kind of used two different ways. But still some give and take. I mean, lows is kind of a random word thrown in there just to rhyme. It's coming off of another run on bar. And they all are one syllable. But again, there is seven of them in there. So I, I don't want to rip that bar apart because that was probably one of his better two-bar combinations there. He's had better one-liners, you know, hard as, hard as, Chinese arithmetic is probably his best one line right there. But as far as stringing two pretty decent bars together, this is probably the best two bars so far right there. Then he says, Dapper like Dan from Three the Hard One. Never stigmatize as a rapper or I'll slap you. Now that's probably the first bar that we really had here where I would say that there's probably a little bit more bad than good in there. It's not that the lines themselves are really bad, but they're certainly not great. And then bar two does not rhyme with bar one. We don't have any crazy rhyme patterns on here. All we have is on the second bar, we have rapper and slap you. Which is two syllables on the rhyme, but again, neither one of those rhymed with hard one or one or anything in bar A for that matter. So a little bit more bad than good in that one. Then he says, you're stung from my tongue as you run from the drum. Three the hard way words of wisdom. So even though they're all one syllable, he does have another five rhymes in those two bars there. And... 
the lines make sense. There's nothing really wrong with them. There's there's nothing bad in any of these lines or anything like that. So overall, I would definitely say more good than bad in that verse from Pete Nice, but that's mostly due to just technicalities. That's mostly due to just simple. I, I don't want to call it simple as if I'm making it sound easy, but I, I mean simple more in the fact of black and white. There's a lot of rhymes in these two bars. Okay, yeah, but they're all one syllable and they're all just thrown in there as random words because we're just saying to, shoo, boo, who, moo. You understand what I'm saying? So there were times where he did, you know, make perfect sense. Bar A led into bar B well. There were times where there was more than one syllable on the multiple rhymes per bar and stuff like that. So he did do a bunch of good things in that verse. Which is why I said more good than bad overall. But again, he did struggle with his flow at times. He did have a lot of run-on bars in there. He did have a lot of random rhymes in there and stuff like that. So I just want to point out again with his room for separation where there's other people that will have seven rhymes in their two bars and they'll be two or three syllables each. And they'll have this crazy rhyme pattern and bar A leads into bar B perfectly and they're two good lines. Those are the people that do that consistently that are going to get nines lyrically and stuff like that. So I just want to point out where there's room where even though this guy did do a bunch of good things, he was lacking in other areas. So there's certainly room to, to be better there. Now let's get into the second verse by MC Search. So really kind of the same thing there from MC Search as we saw from Pete Nice in the first verse. A lot of give and take. I saw him do a lot of good things in that verse and I saw him do a lot of things that weren't so good. So he says, A branch of the hip-hop tip grills your dome. Your toe ingrown low showing you ain't got nobody home. Again, these bars really don't have anything to do with each other at all. But he does have a branch of the hip A hop tip A grills your dome b your toe ingrown b low shown b you ain't got nobody home b so you have an a a b b b rhyme pattern there and you do have five rhymes in the two bars but again they're kind of random and when you take out these technicalities of throwing five rhymes in the two bars and you break the actual bars down and what he's saying they're really not great. Again, they're not bad. I'm not trying to say that he's going to lose credit here, but 
I just don't want people to be totally miraged by the words that are rhyming. Because it sounds kind of crazy when you say it. A branch of the hip-hop tip grills your dome. Your toe and grown low showing you ain't got nobody home. It's It sounds really dope the way that they say it because you're hearing a lot of words rhyme and shit like that. But if we sit down and actually break down what they're saying, that's where the bars are, are kind of lacking here. Prone to the microphone, light up and take out. Make your will, Bill 3 is going to break out. I get what he's getting at here. You know, he's basically just saying that he says prone to the microphone. So, I mean, he's basically just saying, this is just something I love. This is just something I do. And we're going to succeed regardless. So you may as well just make out your will or whatever the case is, you know, light up and take out. So again, I get what he's saying here, but the lines are not great, but he does have prone A to the microphone A light up and take out b make out b you will see bill c three is gonna break out b so he's got an a a b b c c b rhyme pattern there which is pretty crazy i don't think we've seen that before so again i want to give him credit for that but like i said not really the best lines again more good than bad here there's been more good than bad in both of these verses and as far as the technicalities with the rhyme patterns and stuff like that, they're actually doing a great job. Not only are they doing a good job, but they're doing a great job. But where they're doing a great job, they're doing a little bit below average in other areas. So while it's not totally just bringing it back to even, I do think there is more good than bad. I do just want to point out why... I'm not just soaring off and saying these guys are getting extra points here because there are other things here that are holding them back a little bit. Then he says, The styly, me and P-E-T-E, embark on a mission that's deadly, break out the ammo. Now, that line is a problem for sure. You have styly and me and then P-E-T-E, which is three one-syllable rhymes on the first bar. But then on the next bar, he says, embark on a mission that's deadly, break out the ammo, which rhymes with nothing. And if he wanted to, he could have the next two bars rhyme with ammo because then it would be four bars because the styly me and P-E-T-E is one bar and then embark on a mission that's deadly, break out the ammo is two bars. Now, if he only rhymes the next bar with ammo, he's going to be stuck on three bars there, and he's going to be off on his bar count for however long he allows that to continue to happen, and the longer that goes on, obviously, is more of a problem because you're not going to be flowing the correct way to the beat. But if he rhymes the next bar and the bar after that with ammo, then he would still stick because he would, ha he would be on bar four there. Now, still... Bar 2, 3, and 4 wouldn't rhyme with bar 1, but at least 3 and 4 would rhyme with 2. In this case, nothing rhymes with 2. 1 doesn't rhyme with 2, and the next bar that comes after it, while it does have a word in it that rhymes with 2, it's really just a random word that he's saying to cause a rhyme, and it doesn't fall in the right place to where it justifies having nothing rhyme with that second bar there. So he goes on to say, Ayo, Samo, hook up the beat, which Samo goes back to ammo. But like I said, that's in the middle of the sentence that's just random. That doesn't justify you ending your other bar there on ammo and then not rhyming either the first bar or the next bar with it. 
And then when he has hook up the beat, he says, and I'll lay the plan of oh man. So while man rhymes with plan, nothing rhymes with beat again. So now he has another scenario where he has another bar that nothing rhymes with it. And he doesn't even throw anything in the bar or two after this in any part of the sentence that rhymes with beat at all. So not only are there no bars that end off with rhyming with beat, but he doesn't rhyme anything in any of these sentences with beat at all. Then he goes on to say, You just got taken, I took a head out. Attack on the back of the six of a Guinness stout. Now I get what he's saying here. Basically he's just saying, you know, I took somebody out. I attack on the back of the six of the Guinness stout. I drank a six pack. You know, I'm fired up. I'm shitting on people. I'm taking people out. Whatever whatever way you want to word it. He's being aggressive. He's saying, we're drinking and we're fucking people up. Whether it's lyrically, musically, whatever type of way you want to say it. And he has, you just got taken. I took a head out. A. Attack B on the back B of the six of a Guinness stout. A. So he is able to mix the, the letters up here also where he does an A-B-B-A rhyme pattern. They are all one syllable, but there is four rhymes in the two bars, and I don't really think it's a great line, but, you know, it makes enough sense where I get what he's getting at. Then he says, Using, abusing, those of past tense, funnin', gunnin', but I'm summing up the nonsense. So you have using A, abusing A, those of the past tense B, Fun and see, gun and see, but I'm summon C up the nonsense B. So you have an A A B C C C B rhyme pattern, which that might be something new too. I don't know if he did that earlier or if Pete Nice did that earlier or if that's a little bit different than the ones that we had. Again, these guys are doing a tremendous job with showing different rhyme patterns and stuff like that and sneaking in a lot of rhymes in a short amount of bars here. But again, using, abusing are really just random because when you look at what follows it, those of the past tense, what do you mean you're using those of the past tense? So I don't really understand what that means. Correct me if I'm wrong. Then he has fun and gunning, but I'm summing up the nonsense, which again, fun and gunning, you're just throwing in two random words that, that you're just throwing in there to rhyme. They really, they don't really mean anything. You're not really saying anything of any substance here. Like I said, summing up the nonsense, doing a good job with mixing up these rhyme patterns, but not the best bars. Three the hard way, cards laid are okay, getting up and setting up just for a payday. So he has three the hard way, A, cards lay, A, are okay, A, getting up, B, and setting up, B, just for a payday, A. So you have an A-A-A-B-B-A rhyme pattern there, which is, again, something a little bit different. It's pretty cool. He mixes the letters up. And hard way, cards lay is two syllables. Then okay and payday are just one. Then he has getting up and setting up, which is two syllables. But again, he's just throwing in random things here to rhyme. Getting up and setting up just for a payday. You're getting up for a payday, again, I get what he's saying. It's not that it doesn't make any sense at all, but you can clearly see how the both of them are just throwing in a lot of words that rhyme, and it's not really being done in the best way. Still more good than bad, though, for sure. The minister sinister, 
I ain't no devil. Not a snake slithering scoundrel Sam level. So you got Minister A, Sinister A, I ain't no devil B, not a snake slithering scoundrel like Sam level B. So now you have an AABB rhyme pattern and you have three syllables and two syllables in the four rhymes in the two bars. So again, the technicality on both of these verses has been damn near great. But the actual rhymes and the words that are being said and the lines and stuff like that, you know, some of the flow problems and run-on bars and totally random rhymes and just stuff like that, I do think is holding it back a little bit. But if we continue to see some dope stuff with these rhyme patterns, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be opposed to saying that we could raise this, you know, maybe a quarter a point here just based on the technicalities and the rhyme patterns alone. This track to smack the smile off a doubter, the brother's another MC who's about. Now, not only is that a run on bar there, but doubter and about don't rhyme. I thought he was going to use a run on bar and say about a whatever to rhyme with doubter, but he doesn't. He just doesn't rhyme again. So that's probably like the third bar right there in MC Search's verse that basically just didn't rhyme at all. But he does have this track A to smack A, the smile off a doubter, the brothers B, another B MC, who's about, run on bar, fronting like he's bunting, deceiving the delinquent, rappers on the track busting out a medium. So you have frontin' A, like he's buntin' A, deceiving the delinquent B, rappers on the track bussin' out a medium, which doesn't rhyme with anything. So now that's the fourth bar in just this verse that didn't rhyme with anything. So he set himself up for a cool rhyme pattern there and just decided to rhyme nothing with delinquent and nothing with medium. So I'm not gonna go ahead and raise this because with four bars that don't rhyme at all, a bunch of run-on bars, a bunch of random rhymes, and trouble with the flow, like I said, I think is enough to hold what they're doing technically back to average. That's also a run-on bar that leads into, for those opposed to manifest a diss, Pete Tellem, manifest this. So you have an AABB rhyme pad in there again. You have four rhymes on the two bars, one syllable on all of them. Those lines lead into each other while they make sense. Not great lines, though. Not righteous, but might just make you want to listen. Yo, I'm Elvis with the words of wisdom. So then you have not righteous, A, but might just, A, make you want to listen, B. Yo, I'm Elvis with the words of wisdom, B. So again, you have four two-syllable rhymes on the two bars there, an A-A-B-B rhyme pattern. And those bars make sense. They're fine. There really hasn't been any great or amazing, amazing pair of bars anywhere in any of these verses. There have been a couple of single instances where the one bar was pretty good, but then followed by a weaker bar or followed by something totally random or whatever way you want to put it. But I still think between all the give and take here in both of these verses, we're still at an average song here. So let's get into the third verse by Pete Nice here.
A ludicrous Buddhist, Buddhist when I do this. So true to this, perpetrators do this. Style, empirical, lyrical, it's critical. Create a hallway, boy, you need medical attention. I'm like a surgeon in my left hand. Hold a microphone like a scalpel so you understand. Words of wisdom woven like a spider. Bitch on my tip, I get busy and I ride up. Uptown, then I drown like a psycho. Path to get some graphic on the mic, I never let go. Light skin, I eat dinner like a soul man. Prove with the rhyme, I'm down. Sam's hand transforms strong. As a good pitch, switch up the wisdom. It's a word which kicks out the benzy in a frenzy. It sends me up the Bronx River, back to Brooklyn, apprehensive like a D-Tech. Busting my man in a project, I'll send you up north. Respect prejudicial, your style artificial is love is a limit attached to a cripple is simple. So, 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 Eliminate so, you so, like Gotti. I chill in bed style, drive a Maserati with the body of a freak on my side. How am I living? Large large with the words of wisdom. Again, a lot of give and take there. You had really had the same exact scenario as you had in the first verse. There was a lot of problems with the flow, a lot of run-on bars, but you did have a lot of technicality, good things in there with different rhyme patterns and stuff like that, and a lot of rhymes per bar. He says, a ludicrous Brutus, Brutus when I do this, which is four two-syllable rhymes. So true to this, perpetrators view this, which is a run-on bar leading into... Style, empirical, lyrical, it's critical. Three the hard way, boy, you need medical. Run on bar into attention. I'm like a surgeon in my left hand. Hold a microphone like a scalpel so you understand. Again, a lot of give and take. I'm not going to sit there and do the same thing that I just did in the first verse. There's a lot of different rhyme patterns there. There's a bunch of rhymes per bar. Most of these lines are mostly random not really great lines a bunch of run-on bars here he's being carried by the fact that he's rhyming a lot of words per bar and he is doing a couple of switched up rhyme patterns here and stuff like that but again the bars themselves are are not great there's no great lines in there there's a couple of lines in there that are kind of like ah whatever i mean the line's not really great but he rhymed four words in that one bar so a lot more give and take here from pete nice Words of wisdom woven like a spider. Bitch on my tip, I get busy and I ride her. Now, bar B has absolutely nothing to do with bar A. In bar A, you say words of wisdom woven like a spider. So you're talking about, you know, the, the song is called Words of Wisdom. So you're talking about how you and MC Search are providing words of wisdom that are woven like a spider. And then the next line is bitch on my tip, I get busy and I ride her couple of problems with this like I said it's random and it has nothing to do with each other now when somebody has these mind-blowing bars that don't really have anything to do with each other that's where you kind of start giving people a pass but it's like if you have a line that not only is not amazing but is borderline like sketchy or there's something wrong with it for you to have two lines that are completely random and have nothing to do with each other, they have to be really dope lines. You can't say two things that have nothing to do with each other and then have one of them be like, ah, that line. It's like, well, why did you even say that line? If it has nothing to do with the line before it and it really doesn't even make much sense by itself, which I'll break down in a second, why are we going from one thing to the other? Why did you even say that second line? If it's not really a great line and it has nothing to do with the line before it. So he says, 
bitch on my tip, I get busy and I ride. I mean, guys don't really ride girls. Girls ride guys. So the line doesn't really make much sense right there by itself. And although he has words of wisdom woven like a spider, A, bitch, B, on my tip, B, I get busy and I ride, A. So he's got the A, B, B, A rhyme pad in there. And he's got spider and rider, which is two syllables on the rhymes. Again, it's totally random. And the second bar doesn't really make much sense. It's not awful. It's not terrible. They're not going to lose points. But we are paying close attention and we are dissecting things here. And it just doesn't really make sense the way that it's said. So then he goes into uptown. Then I drown her like a psychopathic because I'm graphic on the mic. I never let go. There's another scenario where two words in the sentence just happen to rhyme where it's pathic and graphic. And then nothing else really rhymes with each other. So you have uptown A, then I drown A, her like a psychopathic B, cause I'm graphic B on the mic and I never let go. Something should rhyme with let go. Or something should rhyme at the end of that second bar with pathic. So nothing rhymes with let go. Bar two doesn't rhyme with bar one. And... It's coming in off a run-on bar of when he says, I get busy and I ride her, and then he goes into uptown, then I drown her like a psychopathic because I'm graphic on the mic, I never let go. Which, when you say on the mic, I never let go, I mean, really, that, again, that's nothing amazing to where you had to say that. Why? I mean, why did you say that? Why didn't you just rhyme something with uptown or drown or pathic or graphic why would you just say something totally random that rhymes with nothing and it's not that great of a line? On the mic, I never let go. That needed to be said at that part. There's nothing great about that line. So while I do think that overall in the song, we've probably seen more good than bad, I think we're probably seeing a little bit more negative in this verse from Pete Nice than we saw in Pete Nice's first verse. Then he says, Light Skinner eat dinner like a soul man. Prove with the rhyme, I'm down Sam's hands. Another example of where he has an A-A-B-B rhyme pattern, but the bars are not really great. One thing really has nothing to do with the other. I'm just not really following a lot of what he's saying here, to be quite honest with you. He's saying things that sound totally random. He's saying things that have nothing to do with each other. He's throwing in parts that don't rhyme with anything for apparently almost no reason. Then he goes on to transform strong as a good pitch. Switch up the wisdom. It's a word which, run on bar, kicks out the benzie in a frenzy. It sends me, run on bar, up the Bronx River back to Brooklyn apprehends me, run on bar. Like a D-Tech bussin' my man in the projects, I'll send you up north. I ain't getting respect. A bunch of problems with a lot of those bars. Again, he continues to throw a bunch of rhymes in there and he continues to do these rhyme patterns, but that's another like four or six run-on bars right there in a row just in those handful of bars. And he probably had another four to six in his first verse. So throughout two verses, you're looking at probably at least 10 run-on bars from Pete Nice. And like I said, I don't think that any of these lines are that dope that he should be getting passes on these things that don't rhyme or getting passes on these run-on bars. There are certain people like Eminem and stuff like that who use some run-on bars, but the the lines are so insane 
that it overpowers the fact that it's a run on bar. And I don't really ever, I could be wrong with this. I haven't studied Eminem yet, but I don't really remember Eminem ever using that many run on bars in a row where it's just this one long run on sentence paragraph that's, you know, basically cut into bars as a technicality because that's where the beat bars are ending. But he's not even really saying bars. He's kind of just rambling on. Then he says, prejudicial, your style artificial, as live as limb that's attached to a cripple. That's a pretty dope line there because you have the three two-syllable rhymes and he's basically saying your style's artificial, as live as a limb that's attached to a cripple. Obviously, the cripple's limb is not live if he's paralyzed from the waist down and he's in a wheelchair. His limb is not live at all. So that's a pretty dope line. Again, I don't think it's enough to carry it above all the the issues that he had before this, but I, I want to give credit where it's due. That's a pretty dope line. It's simple. Eliminate you like Gotti. I chill in bed and drive a Maserati. Another prime example of just saying two totally, totally random things that have absolutely nothing to do with each other whatsoever just because you wanted to rhyme certain things and you just said two totally random things that happen to rhyme with each other. I don't know whether he really did or didn't drive a Maserati. If he didn't, it just makes the line worse. And I'm not saying that it's really a bad line, but like I said, for two lines that are so completely random, it's not that good that you should be doing that. I think there's other things that you could be doing there where you could make that line a lot better if you're going to be that random, then say something really, really, really dope. Have there be a reason why you're being random. With the body of a freak on my side, how am I living? Larger than large with the words of wisdom. Pretty good two bars there. Ends it off nice. They've, they've both ended each of their verses off. We haven't got into MC Search's second verse, but I'm sure he's going to end it off with saying words of wisdom. They've all ended their verse off with that, and I like how so far... None of them have been the same rhyme. So on the first verse by Pete Nice, you had stung, tongue, run, drum, wisdom. Then on the second verse, which was MC Search, we had listen and wisdom. And then on the third verse, which is Pete Nice, he has living and wisdom. So we'll see if MC Search can come up with another way in his second verse, which is the fourth verse of the song, to close out the song in the same fashion, but not repeat a rhyme. Can he come up with another word that rhymes with wisdom that neither one of these two have used before? We've had this scenario a lot of times where people have used very similar endings to verses to end each verse. And we've had scenarios where some people have done a great job at mixing things up. Some people have just completely repeated the same two bars, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. This is your art. If that's what you want to do and you want each verse to end with the same two bars, that's fine. I would never take points away from you repeating the same two bars at the end of your verse. But when you show that you would like to end your verses in a similar fashion every time, but a little bit different. So the first one's a little bit different than the second one. And then you struggle to find a way to make the third one a little bit different than the other two. That's where I start to point out a problem. That in itself won't lose you points by itself. But I do like to point out all the give and take, and that definitely is a scenario where if MC Search 
uses a word that's already been rhymed with wisdom, like I said, he's not going to lose points for it, but I am going to note where they were trying to do something. Clearly, it's been done three times before this and was unable to find a way to do it again to end the song. So let's get into the fourth verse here by MC Search and see where he goes with it and how he ends off. take here in the last verse by MC Search, but I do want to point out that one solid difference that I do notice between MC Search and Pete Nice, not only just on this song, but in their careers, is MC Search is a lot better and smoother with his flow, that's for sure. So they both do great jobs of using different rhyme patterns and complicated rhyme patterns and throwing in a lot of rhymes per bar and stuff like that. You can tell that these guys are guys that, you know love hip-hop and they love rhyming and they're really trying to just rhyme as many words as they can on their sentences and I don't want to take anything away from them and try to make it sound like just because their rhymes are random that that means that they suck that's not what I'm saying there's still been more good than bad on this song overall but like I said I do just want to point out that while these guys are having some cool rhyme patterns and some complicated rhyme patterns and they are having a decent amount of words per bar and stuff like that. They're doing that, but they're also sacrificing a little bit in other areas where there are artists that don't sacrifice a little bit in other areas to do these same good technical things that these two are doing in these songs. So he says, Hyper-selective searches attracting females who focus on the future not slacking. Now, that is a run-on bar, but... They make sense. They lead into each other well. They have to do with each other. Again, one of the few rare times in this song in general, aside from a point where they maybe used a bunch of run-on bars, and even in those instances, they didn't always have something to do with each other, which is a little bit crazy and goes to show you how they really are just throwing in random words in front of each other that rhyme. But these two lead into each other well. They make sense. Pretty decent lines. Two rhymes in the two bars, but two syllables on the on the rhyme and like I said they make sense pretty decent line you know basically just saying that 
I don't get with anybody. I'm super selective. The people that I want to attract are females that are, are focused and, you know, want to get better and do better and not just sitting there slacking and going to eat or mooch off of me. Then he says, rhythmic, it's too quick. Feel it. Let it flow. Sam sever, seasonal, submerge, so let it go. I don't really know what he means by Sam sever, seasonal, submerge. It kind of seems to me like another example of he wanted to get wordy. He wanted to say a bunch of S words, like a kind of almost like a tongue twister type of thing. Sam sever, seasonal, submerge. So while I don't really know exactly what it means. I'm not going to say it's garbage. I'm not going to say it makes no sense. I'm sure that hopefully he had something behind him saying that. I don't know that for a fact, and I don't know for a fact that it's completely random, but it doesn't really make much sense to me. It's nothing really bad where he's going to lose credit for it, but it really is just go and flow the two one-syllable rhymes on there. Then he goes on to throughout or put out lyrics like a D-valve, speak up a deeper meaning as I leak out, run on bar, and seek out a three the hard way endeavor, Pete Nice search produced by Sam Sever. Now while I don't have an issue with the fact that they've said the producer's name probably over five times on this record, that's not really what I'd have an issue with. What I have a little bit of an issue with is how they're kind of just randomly saying his name. So before he had the Sam Seversiesel submerge, which I don't really understand. And then in this scenario, it's kind of just a black and white laid out sentence. There's no really artistic way of saying it or a cool line or something like that. He just says, Pete Nice search produced by Sam Sever, which is just basically as simple and basic as you could possibly say something have a bunch of one syllable rhymes on those first two bars there and then you have endeavor and sever which is two syllables on the rhyme but again the same pattern really continues with this verse as the other verses more give and take here then he says living in my shoes boy this is not shoe town a showdown from motown it's a new sound pretty decent bars here he has living in my shoes boy this is not shoe town a a showdown B from Motown B, it's a new sound A. So he's got an A B B A rhyme pattern there, which is pretty good. And while living in my shoes, boy, this is not shoe town, is not really a great bar. It makes sense, it's not bad. And then showdown from Motown, while it makes sense, you can tell that it's really just thrown in there to rhyme again. Then he goes on to say, Lyrics that lick the tick off a timepiece, foaming at the mouth, punk, you need a leash. Lyrics that lick A, the tick A, off a timepiece, B, foaming at the mouth, punk, you need a leash, B. So he's got an A, A, B, B rhyme pattern there. And the first bar of lyrics that lick the tick off a timepiece is pretty dope. And then it's not that the next bar is bad, but it's certainly not good. Foaming at the mouth, punk, you need a leash? I don't really completely understand it. I mean, what are you really trying to say to somebody by saying that they're foaming at the mouth and they need a leash? I mean, are you, are you saying that they're rabid? Because a rabid animal would probably kill you. So, 
it's kind of an odd thing to me to try to, you know, say to somebody in a negative tone that they're foaming at the mouth. I, I don't really get what he's getting at there. Then he goes in to say, what are you, sick? I'm a slick, stupid scientist rhyming that you can't comprehend, but you're buying this. So you got, what are you, sick? A, I'm a slick, A, stupid scientist, B, rhyming that you can't comprehend, but you're buying this, B. So he's got another A-A-B-B rhyme pattern. He's got four rhymes on the two bars. And two of those rhymes are three syllables with scientist and buy in this. Those are a pretty good pair of two bars right there. They make sense. They lead into each other well. He's saying, what are you, sick? I'm a slick, stupid scientist. And then he's saying that even though you can't really understand what I'm saying and you can't comprehend what I'm saying, I'm going over your head, you're still buying it, so I don't really care. You might not really be catching all my lines, but you still paid for my album, and that's really all I care about at the end of the day, basically. Not saying that he said that that's all he cares about, but he's just insinuating, you know, listen, say what you want, but you bought my album. Then he says, record I'm wrecking, my homeboys are breaking, Hoping that you're coping, no sloping, I'm not taking, run on bar, no shorts cause I'm playing the high post, ask any girl in the place who's the fly most, run on bar, brother with a cover shooting to my cribbo, the tease wants a please girl screaming ditto. A lot more of the same of what we've seen earlier. So he has record A, I'm wrecking A, my homeboys are breaking B. Hoping C that you're coping C, no sloping C, I'm not taking B. So you have an A A B C C C B rhyme pattern, which is good. And you have a little wordplay on record and reckon, which is pretty dope. And while hoping that you're coping, no sloping, I'm not saying it doesn't make any sense. It's not that this sentence doesn't make sense, but. Obviously, no sloping is really just thrown into rhyme. Same thing with like hoping that you're coping. Again, not a bad line, but when you take out the technicalities of there being a bunch of rhymes in there and stuff like that, the lines really are not great. And it's also a run on bar that leads into a bunch more run on bars where he says, I'm not taking run on bar, no shorts, because I'm playing the high post. Ask any girl in the place who's the fly most. Run on ball, brother with a cover, shoot into my cribbo. So you have brother A, cover A, shoot into my cribbo B. The tease C, wants a please C, girl screaming ditto B. So you have an A, A, B, C, C, B rhyme pattern there, which is, they've done that, they've actually both done that more than once throughout this song. So again, a lot of credit to them for using a lot of mixed up and complicated rhyme patterns and most of these bars while if you take the bars by themselves they may not really have anything to do with each other but the fact that he used a bunch of run-on bars he was able to string them together in a manner where they do lead into each other now i would expect if you're using run-on bars that your shit should definitely have to do with each other or lead into each other well i mean it's basically just one sentence so if you're saying one long sentence and when you break the bars down, they don't have anything to do with each other, then I mean, you're really just throwing in random words to rhyme and you're not really saying anything. So at least by using the run-on bars here, Search was able to do a scenario where 
The bars themselves might not have the most to do with each other, but he did find a way to string them together. And pretty decent lines there, aside from the fact that there is like four run-on bars. Then he goes into, So I did this, I needed the bed rest. Hanging with the banging on the strength is no contest. So another A-B-B-A rhyme pattern. But again, you're saying hanging with the banging it's not a great line. It's just not. It's just another scenario where you're throwing in words that rhyme, which this is hip hop. I get it. A lot of words are supposed to rhyme. The more words you're rhyming per bar, the better. Yes, I, I agree to that. I'm not saying that he should take these rhymes out. But again, what I'm saying is that there are other people that use these rhyme patterns and stuff like that, and they're not just random words thrown in there to rhyme. Then he ends his verse off, and I, I, I want to touch on this because I spoke earlier in the third verse about how I was very curious to see if MC Search could find a way to end his verse in the same fashion with words of wisdom, but use something that they haven't used to rhyme before, and he did. So he says, physically or lyrically, it's my kingdom, stinging them and bringing them the words of wisdom. Kingdom was not used in any of the previous verses to rhyme with wisdom, so... While it's not a great rhyme, I do appreciate that he was able to end the verse in a similar fashion as the three verses prior to this did, and he was able to find another word that he did rhyme with wisdom. And on top of that, you have physically A, lyrically A, it's my kingdom B, stinging him C, bringing him C, the words of wisdom B. So you got another A, A, B, C, C, B rhyme pattern there, which again, that's dope. They did that a whole bunch of times. This song is up in the air as far as scoring. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to call this song an average song. It may have gotten an extra quarter point when I did these songs in succession. Like I said, that that plays a, a part in you know, what the songs are scored at the end of the day. I wouldn't be mad at giving this song an extra quarter point. If you did give this song an extra quarter point, it would be based strictly off of technicality and the amount of words in this song that rhyme. There was a lot, a lot, a lot of rhymes in this song. That being said, there was a lot of run-on bars. There was probably four to six lines that didn't rhyme with anything at all. There was just a lot of give and take and back and forth in not only the entire song, but each verse and really each line. There were scenarios where you could take just one bar or two bars and you could say, well, this is awesome, but this sucks, kind of thing like that. So, at the end of the day today, I think we're going to call this song a one. It possibly could have gotten a two, like I said, depending on what came for the one, two, three, four, five songs before this. You know, maybe they were overdue where there was a couple of scenarios where they had a lot of rhymes and a lot of cool rhyme patterns and... Those weren't called good songs. They were kind of doing stuff like that. So I'm not 100% sure what this song got when I studied it, but I feel very comfortable calling that song a one for today. There was just so much give and take, a lot of back and forth with a lot of things there. And I think they basically, for the most part, evened each other out. So while I do think that there was more good than bad overall, I don't think it was enough to carry it anywhere above an average song. So... Now that we just got a taste of both of those artists, let's start off with MC Search here, who had his first solo project out when the group split before Pete Nice. 
So we'll start off with MC Search here. As I said, the group Third Base released their debut album in 1989. And MC Search's debut solo album was in 1992, as opposed to Pete Nice, whose debut solo album was in 1993. So MC Search, birth name Michael Barron, also known as T-Bone Lemke and White Monster, Born May 6, 1967 in Queens, New York City, New York, United States. Genres listed as hip-hop. Years active are listed as 1988 to present. I don't know of MC Search having anything anytime recently, but MC Search not only is still involved with a lot of things to do with hip-hop, and a lot of probably, I don't want to say a lot because I'm not really sure how many he's involved with, but... I'm sure he's involved with some newer artists now, and he was definitely heavily involved with some really big artists with behind-the-scenes stuff, which is some of the things that I didn't really know about MC Search. When I saw MC Search come on as a host to the White Rapper Show, it was kind of odd to me because I didn't understand MC Search's background. We'll get into that a little bit more in a second, but I do just want to point out that the reason he's probably listed as present is he does do a lot of things with finding new talent and producing albums and things like that. So I'm sure he's probably involved in a lot of that stuff currently where he's not necessarily putting out new material of his own, but still actively present in hip hop. A little bit of background, Michael Barron, born May 7th, 1967, best known by his stage name MC Search, is an American rapper and music executive. He is a former member of Third Base and Nonfiction. So I want to touch a little bit more about what I was talking about earlier. MC Search did a lot of stuff behind the scenes with artists such as the aforementioned Nonfiction and also with getting Nas a deal. And he also executive produced Illmatic, which is widely regarded in the hip hop community as generally being one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. So he executive produced that album and really had a big hand in Nas getting a deal. Now, that's not to say that Nas doesn't get a deal without MC Search. I'm not saying that. But he still had a very big hand in getting one of the biggest, well-known, greatest MCs of all time, a record deal. And then executive produced one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time as widely regarded by the hip-hop community. So, MC Search definitely more involved with some major, major things than maybe your average person realizes, and quite frankly, I didn't realize. I wouldn't consider myself your average person. I am an avid hip-hop fan. I was a huge hip-hop fan before I started doing this, and while I didn't know a lot of things that I look at now and I'm like, shit, how did I not know that? I still did know a lot more than your average person probably does, and I didn't know a lot of those things about MC Search. So it just goes to show you how some artists really do have a big hand in things where it's not necessarily their music that they're putting out, but they are doing a lot of things, and there is a reason why these people are widely revered and respected in the hip-hop community. So with that being said, let's get into what I wrote down about MC Search when I was listening to him. I was relatively familiar with both members of Third Base before ever actually having listened to a song by either artist while doing this study. MC Search wound up a little under average lyrically overall. Early on there was some bad lines, some serious reaching, and even the occasional bar that didn't rhyme. 
Search certainly got better as time went on and really dropped some impressive bars as he eventually split with the group. He was one half of the two third bass albums, both of which were average, and then dropped only one solo album which was good. Of the 42 songs MC Search put out, none were great and while one was weak, there were two that were certainly good. Search's impact on hip-hop was mediocre, having musically only influenced DMX. He had his areas where he wasn't the most original to some, but for the most part, his musical style, topics, original phrases, and the way he rhymed outweighed that. So getting into the math of what I just said, lyrics he gets a 4, albums 3.52 with 0 classics, songs he gets a minus 0.24, as we spoke about he only had the one week song out of 42. So he loses about a quarter of a point there, which is not too major. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit of a blow, but it's not too major. It won't drastically affect his overall score. Impact, he gets a five. Now, I want to talk about this because this is one of those scenarios where when you talk about MC Search as a person, his impact was certainly above average. I, I will agree to that. As a person, his impact was above average. As a rapper, his impact might have been a little bit below average because he's not a household name. He didn't have a tremendous amount of commercial success. He did have commercial success. He did have the two gold albums, but his catalog is really not that big. Three albums in total, no platinum albums, no records broken or anything like that or record set or anything. Um, like I said, not a household name, things like that. So maybe average a little below average as far as just a rapper and then if you talk about him as just a person above average with the impact on hip-hop you know i mean solely just for you know having a big hand in nas getting a record deal and executive producing illmatic i mean that right there probably brings you in itself a little bit above average but i did speak about how this study is judging these artists as MCs or as rappers or whatever word you want to use. Now, I've been told that, you know, a rapper is a person that has rhymes and an MC is a person that has substance and stuff like that and, you know, can can get the show going and things like that. So call them whatever you want. I don't want any, you know, major discrepancies over technicalities here, but whether he's an MC, whether he's a rapper, call him what you want. The score that he gets as a rapper is going to outweigh the score that he gets as a person. So while yes, it is going to be factored in somewhat that he had a big hand in getting Nas a deal and he executive produced Illmatic and he, you know, had a lot to do with nonfiction and stuff like that, that is incorporated in his impact score, but it's only a very small portion of his impact score because yes, it had an impact on the hip hop community. But it wasn't done by him as a rapper. So again, he is getting credit for it, but he's getting less credit for that than he is for what he did as a rapper. So I think overall, he gets a five, which is average. I think there's a little bit of give and take as far as his impact is concerned. Originality, he gets a seven. So you're going to always have this stigma that comes along with being a white rapper where certain people are going to give you shit and say that you're trying to be black. I mean, to me, it's it's just ridiculous. I feel like if you do something that you enjoy, no matter what it is, in no way, shape, or form does that mean that you're trying to be anything other than yourself. 
Are there instances where people are trying to be black or trying to be white or trying to be whatever? Sure there are. No doubt about it. I don't question that. But I don't think that it's fair to say that somebody's trying to be black just because they're rapping. You are going to have those people that are going to say, he's not original, he's white and he's doing black people music or whatever way you want to word that phrase. To me, it's all ridiculous and it's all nonsense anyway. But I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here and point out how there is a group of people who are going to say, how is this guy super original when he's making a, an entire, you know, different ethnicity or races type of music? All right, cool, man. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll factor that in there. But his musical style, his song topics, his original phrases, and the way that he rhymed with his rhyme style and his rhyme patterns and stuff like that, those things were all very original. So you have one kind of stupid scenario of where he's kind of not original. And then you have a bunch of scenarios where he is very original. So I think that a seven is fair here. I think he was a pretty well above average as far as originality is concerned here. You add all those numbers up, you divide by five, you get a final score of 3.86, which leaves MC Search in 93rd place of 117 artists done overall. So again, one of those scenarios where not a great finish here by Search. I don't know where he's going to wind up at the end of the day. I, I think it's probably going to be really low, but Again, you're factoring in so many different things here. This is not to say that MC Search sucks or MC Search is garbage or anything like that. I give all the credit in the world to MC Search for a lot of different things. I give MC Search credit for being relatively original. I give MC Search credit for some of the tremendous artists that he helped find and get deals and produce and things like that. So... A lot of things done by MC Search as a person in the hip-hop game that really need to be acknowledged. So, I take nothing away from him, man. Tremendous job with your career. Let's move on to Pete Nice, the other MC in third base. Born Peter J. Nash on February 5th, 1967 in Floral Park, New York, United States, which is in Long Island. So, again, that New York area. And his years active are also listed as 1988 to present. I don't know as much about what Pete Nice is involved with behind the scenes as I do for MC Search, but I'm assuming it's kind of the same thing. I don't really know of Pete Nice having anything out recently. I will go back and check all these guys at some point and, you know, make sure that nobody has released anything new that I have to go over and check, but I'm sure that that present status probably has more to do with other ways that he's involved in hip-hop rather than just putting out his own music. Peter J. Nash, born February 5th, 1967, previously known by his stage name Pete Nice, is an American baseball historian, a member of the Society for American Baseball Research, and former rapper record producer who was most noted as one-third of the hip-hop group Third Base. So I think it's kind of interesting what you get there from Pete Nice. You can see that in some way, shape, or form, he has gained a decent amount of traction as far as being a baseball historian as it was worth noting in his background there as well as the fact that he was a rapper and a record producer. And I've seen twice in just this little background right here, previously known as Pete Nice and former rapper record producer. So I would assume that Pete Nice in no way, shape or form probably makes music anymore judging from the words that are used in that 
So again, that probably goes back to what we talked about before with the present status is he may be involved in other things rather than just putting out his own new material and stuff like that. So let's get into what I wrote down on Pete Nice when I was studying him. I'm not going to lie, Pete Nice was a bit of a surprise for me and I don't really mean that in a good way. He was well below average lyrically as he had some terrible lines, lines that didn't make sense, an awkward style, and way too many bars that didn't even rhyme, as well as showing a lot of trouble with his flow. He was 50% part of the two albums with third bass and also one solo album, all of which were average. Pete Nice released 44 songs, one of which was good and two that were weak. His impact on the game wasn't huge either, although he did manage to have visible impacts on a couple of artists such as DMX, Jay-Z, Coolio, and M.O.P. Originality was by far Pete Nice's best aspect, although unfortunately, we have come to learn different doesn't always equate to good. Now I want to elaborate on that a little bit. I'm not trying to totally shit on Pete Nice here, but... As far as just being a rapper, there were definitely a lot of aspects that Pete Nice struggled with a lot. We just broke down their song and we did hear that Pete Nice did do a great job of rhyming a lot of words and he did do a great job using different and complicated rhyme patterns, but that was really the extent of what Pete Nice did. I don't remember Pete Nice telling any crazy good stories, I don't remember Pete Nice having that many dope lines, he really only had like one good song. And then he just had so many scenarios where there were bad lines or a line where you were like, what? That just didn't make any sense. He had this awkward style where he struggled with his flow a lot. Sometimes it was it was weird because the syllables were right and he just kind of said them in the wrong place. Other times the syllables were off. Um, he had a bunch of times where he just didn't rhyme at all. So lyrically, there was a lot of negative involved with Pete Nice. Let's get into the math of what I just spoke about. Lyrics, he gets a 3. Albums, he gets a 3.30 with 0 classics. Songs, he gets a minus 0.45. So we spoke about almost the same amount of songs here released by Pete Nice and MC Search. MC Search released 42 songs. Pete Nice released 44. So while Pete Nice did have very slightly a little bit more songs than MC Search... He had double the amount of weak songs. MC Search had one weak song. Pete Nice had two weak songs. So he gets a minus 0.45, which is just under a half a point, which is a little bit more significant than being just under a quarter a point. It's still nothing giant, but again, that kind of equates to me giving Pete Nice a two and a half or a three and a half as opposed to a three. I think when you get to half points... That's when you start to see a little bit more impact in the in the overall score there where you might lose a point one or so like that. Impact, he also gets a five. We really have the same type of scenario here with Pete Nice as we had with MC Search, just in a little bit different of a fashion. So while I don't personally know on anything that I read up or found out about Pete Nice, I don't personally know of him having as much to do with artists like Nas and nonfiction and things like that as MC Search did. Pete Nice did have a little bit more of a visible impact on more artists than MC Search did. So when you talk about artists taking their lines or using their beats or, you know, things like that, Pete Nice had four times the amount of people that MC Search did. I know that's not saying much because MC Search only had one person and Pete Nice only had four, which is 
not a hell of a lot of people either. But it is more than MC Search had. So I feel like where MC Search had more of a hand in behind-the-scenes hip-hop stuff with other artists, Pete Nice had a little bit more of a direct musical influence on other artists. So I think they both even each other out there. I think they both get fives, average scores as far as impact is concerned. There's a bit of give and take on that score, the same way there was with a lot of their lyrics. And originality, Pete Nice gets a seven and a half. I gave him a little bit higher of a score than I gave MC Search. Um, I thought that Pete Nice just did a little bit more. It wasn't anything dramatic, and it probably came down to their solo albums with, you know, maybe rhyme style or delivery or subject matter as far as the songs were concerned and stuff like that. I just thought overall, you know, whether it be image or rhyme style or song topics or things like that, I thought Pete Nice did just a little bit more, just enough to edge out MC Search and get the 7.5 instead of the 7. But I want to bring back up what I ended my breakdown of Pete Nice with, where different doesn't always equate to good. And I don't say that to shit on the guy. I just want you guys to understand that I'm giving him credit for being different, and then you're going to hear the final score, and it's like, but he was original, man. And it's like, yes, I understand that, but that doesn't always mean he was good. So you add those five numbers up, you divide by five, and you get a final score of 3.67, which leaves Pete Nice in 97th place overall of 117 artists done. So just behind MC Search, MC Search finished in 93rd, Pete Nice finishes in 97th, which... I think it's fair. I mean, you could hear even on just the one song that we listened to, while their lyrical scores weren't the same, they were very similar in a lot of different ways. And, you know, MC Search had the higher lyrical score and the higher album score and the higher song score. Impact was the same. And then Pete Nice edged him out a little bit on originality, which at the end of the day, that half a point wasn't enough to carry him and finish higher than MC Search overall. But I mean, 93rd and 97th, there's not much of a difference there. So hats off to both of these guys, man. I mean, they did a lot of good things with their careers, so I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but the numbers are what they are, and they finish where they finish, so it is what it is. So let's talk about the current list. I spoke about the rest of the 80s. We're going to stick with our top 20%. Next year on Season 2 with the 90s, we'll move down to a top 15%, and we'll go on from there. This list does not change at all today. Today we're at exactly 50 artists covered. We had been rounding up to 50 anyway once we got past 45. So this is going to stay at a top 10 and neither of these artists today cracked that. So this is going to stay the same as it was last week, but we'll go over it again. Our current top 20% final list is as follows. In your top slot, you have KRS-One who's overall in 6th place of 117 artists done. Just behind him, we have Slick Rick, who's in 8th place of 117 artists done. Directly behind him, we have Rakim in 9th place of 117 artists done. Couple slots back from him, we have Rev Run of Run DMC, who's in 12th place of 117 artists done. Directly behind him in 13th, we have LL Cool J. Couple of slots back, we have Will Smith in 15th of 117 artists done. Couple more slots back, we have DMC of Run DMC and Ice Cube, who are both tied for 17th place of 117 artists done. And then a couple of slots back from them, we have Big Daddy Kane, who's in 20th place of 117 artists done. And two more slots back from that, we have Chuck D of Public Enemy, 
who is currently in 22nd place of 117 artists done overall. So just to run back your top 10, top 20% final list of artists covered so far, it's KRS-One, Slick Rick, Rakim, Rev Run, LL Cool J, Will Smith, DMC and Ice Cube, Big Daddy Kane, and Chuck D. Obviously, big shout out to that top 10, that top 20% right there, man. A lot of those guys have been hanging on now for a while, so it's pretty impressive to see some of those names that have stayed in certain spots for a long period of time here now as we continue on in the golden era and cover the rest of the 80s. Let's go on to our current top 10% lyrically. This also doesn't change as we're going to keep this at a top 5. In your top slot, we have KRS-One with a lyrical score of 7. Behind him, we have a three-way tie for second place with Will Smith, Rakim, and Cool G Rap all finishing with a six and a half. And then we have a four-way tie for fifth place behind them with Big Daddy Kane, Slick Rick, Guru, and Freddie Fox all finishing with a lyrical score of six. So to run back your top 10% lyrically again, in first place, we have KRS-One. Tied for second is Will Smith, Rakim, and Cool G Rap. And then tied for fifth is Big Daddy Kane, Slick Rick, Guru, and Freddie Fox. Again, a big shout out to that top 10% lyrically. That's a special thing as far as I'm concerned, man. And I'm really intrigued to see as we go along who the top lyrical artists are of each decade, who the top lyrical artists are of each geographical location, and who the top lyrical artists are overall. So as we get further down the line and we start covering more decades and more areas throughout North America and things like that, we'll start making separate lists and things like that. But I really love the top lyrical list, man. You know, it doesn't always equate to a top finish. You do have a couple of guys here who got, you know, top lyrical scores and are not really mentioned in our top 20% final list. You know, people like Freddie Fox and and Guru, and things like that. They're not in our top 20% final list, but these have been some of our best lyricists so far. So I do want to give people credit where it's deserved in certain areas. And obviously, you know, you talk about bars, man. To any real hip-hop fan, bars matter. So, uh, you know, I think that giving credit to those people on that list is really important. If you'd like to see any of the full lists, you can go give the Facebook website a visit at www.facebook.com slash tale of the tapes podcast. You can also give the host site a visit at www.anchor.fm slash tale of the tapes. Both of those links are spelt normally on my host site. You will see a donate button. I would greatly appreciate if you would hit that button, a dollar, $10, whatever you want to do. Hook your boy Formsy up. Like I said, greatly appreciate it. Appreciate everybody that's been tuning in, man. I hope everybody's been enjoying the ride here. Like I said, this is a little bit more of like an archive to me or a vault to where maybe you listen to somebody or you're just randomly curious about where someone finished or just their background or a breakdown of them. And these will always be here, man. You can go back and pick any artist you like and go listen to it at any time you want. So that's really my main purpose of having this here. But I definitely appreciate everybody that's been rocking with me every week. I hope you've been enjoying it. And that's that's really it for episode 21, man. I thought we had a lot of interesting things on today's episode and a lot of give and take. We had one of those examples of, you know, rhymers, man. Dudes that wanted to just rhyme and they were rhyming a lot of bars and sometimes they didn't make sense and sometimes there was some rough lines and a lot of run-on bars. But 
you could see where they were going, man. A lot, a lot, a lot of words rhymed in that in that song right there. So, shout out to Third Base, man. Yay! Next week on episode 22, we have Queen Latifah and Naughty by Nature. I really don't think that I have to say much at all about this next one, man. This should be a great episode coming up next week on episode 22. I'll leave it at that, man. Tell it the tapes. Peace. Tell it the tapes. Might as well.